Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. He's promising to take care of us increasingly around our world and increasingly in the United States. People are being punished in one way or another for identifying and with and using the, the name of Jesus. You know, reading the Bible in public places and in, in other parts of our world right now, they're being beheaded and brutalized and, and burned. For well over 200 years, America has experienced the sanctuary of religious freedom. It's only been until recent times that we've begun to see those freedoms under attack. In today's message, Pastor Robert reflects on this reality in contrast to end times events spoken of by Christ. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the Gospel of Luke chapter 21 verse 16 with today's study. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head shall be lost. By your patience, possess your souls. This that he's saying right here, that people are dying all over the world, but they're not being lost in that process. You know, that, do you see that? He's promising to take care of us increasingly around our world and, and increasingly in the United States. People are being punished in one way or another for identifying and with and using the, the name of Jesus. You know, reading the Bible in public places and in, in other parts of our world right now, they're being beheaded and brutalized and, and burned. Continuing in Luke 21, beginning verse 25, and there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and on the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them for fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift your heads because your redemption draws near. When these things begin to happen, look up, lift your head because your redemption draws near. These things have begun to happen. One of the things that are so unique to these 18 months that are just about to end is the signs that have been in the sun, the moons, and the stars. That is so unique. Most of you know that we're moving towards the end of what's called a tetrad. A tetrad is when four blood moons fall on a schedule, four blood moons, where the moon turns dark as blood like that. And so, this tetrad, this time, is the eighth since the birth of Christ where it has happened that the first two fall on the fall, spring feasts of the Jews and the last two fall on the fall feasts of the Jews. So precise. And like we've said before, it happens on the Jewish calendar. You can't argue. It's not happening on any other calendar. Not on some Hindu calendar or anybody else's calendar because that, it's like God is proving this is my timetable. I know how to do this. And so... These tetrads that fall on this, so it fell, it fell on um, two in the beginning and then two in the fall. 
of these feasts that are going. And so it'll be 18 months combined. The last one is coming up September 28th. During the last tetrad like this, Israel won their capital, Jerusalem, back from the Islamic Arabs. The one before that is when Israel became a nation again after 1878 years. 1878 years. That's why this feels very significant now. First they became a nation, then they got their capital, and then now, what's going to happen now? Just based on history, the trajectory that Robert is talking about, it is fair to expect that something significant will happen concerning the land of Israel. That's what it has been about all the other times. And it has most of the time involved Muslim as the, as the agents that came against it. What will it be this time? We don't know. We don't know. But what is different this time from all the other times is that we also have a, what's called the Shemitah year ending. It ends the 13th of September. So we're going to give you in a minute a list of all the things that are going to happen. Not of all the things, of many of the things that are going to happen in September. But a Shemitah year is like, you can almost hear Shabbat, Shemitah. It's, it's a year, it's every seventh year something God instituted. Shabbat.org puts it like this, as soon as the Jews settled in the Holy Land, they began to count and observe seven-year cycles. That's God-given. Every cycle would culminate in a sabbatical year known as the Shemitah, literally to release, because God said the land needs to rest every seventh year. And that was what they did not do, because it's very hard. Greed would most likely drive most of us. And slaves were released. Slaves and were released. were canceled. It was Things to like release. That. And so the last two Shemitah years, we've talked about that before, but don't lose sight of it. Now we have this tetrad, but at the same time, we have a Shemitah year coming to an end. The last one was 2008, and it happened on the same time, the same Jewish day, not the same American calendar day, but the same Jewish day, Elul 29. That will this year be September 13th. Last time it happened was the day the stock market crashed in 2008. The, the last Shemitah before that was 9-11-2001. It's not the same date in our calendar, but it was all the same date on the Jewish calendar, which is what we take our cues from. So it's, it's fascinating. This, to this time, it will can then... You, can you explain the difference between the way the Jewish calendar operates and the way our calendar operates? Oh, because I don't even know. The Jewish calendar is lunar. Right. It's so a lunar cycle. it doesn't follow the same So in other words, Elul 29 won't... It won't be on, on the same day in September every year. It'll be a different... Just like Thanksgiving every year falls on a different date. You yeah. with me? It's the same kind of thing. The Jews follow a lunar calendar. It's not going to, that's why there's this a little bit of uh, difference there. Yeah, so it, it always follows that. That's why we can predict the blood moon, which we'll get to later. So in 2008, it was a bank day. This time it won't be. It'll be on a Sunday. And I'm so full of this that I've just prayed makes sense. See it through the eyes of mercy. I pray, I'm going to zoom through a list of what's going to happen in September. Please try to hear it through the eyes and the ears of mercy and just listen for what God would have for you. What is this information for? What do we do with these things? Because there's so much coming. This is what people have talked about for so long, September, September, September 2015. And Graham Lutz called for a fast and prayer for Jerusalem today.
But based on, she had a whole different list of what of what is going on, some overlapping but different things based on what's going on in Israel. Here's the list. It's compiled by a man named Jeffrey Greider. And so, some of you have birthdays on here. Doesn't matter. We're all on the same time frame. September 11th, you know what that is. That's the 14th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. Two times seven, 14 years. People are expecting... Um, they say it's a very good light. It's realistic to expect that there will be a terror attack somewhere in the world. Some Muslim against something American, like in 2012, the Benghazi, which was much explained in many different and interesting ways, but it was a terror attack on an embassy. Um, September 13 is Rosh Hashanah. That is the new year. That is when the Shemitah year ends. Rosh Hashanah... Um, it is the new year, and it's a time for inner renewal. That day, there'll be a partial solar eclipse. It's talking about the signs in sun and moon that will happen. September 15th, the 70th session of the UN General Assembly begins on that date. 70 years, that's what is counted as a generation. September 15th. It's been widely reported that France plans to introduce a resolution that will give formal UN Security Council recognition to a Palestinian state shortly after the new session begins. How much can we put in here? Why, why is that even a problem? What is it about the Palestinian state? Again, just like with the gay agenda, with the same-sex marriage, it makes sense on the surface. The hope is, the human hope is that if we just give Palestinians their own state, I mean, the Palestinians did lose when Israel became a country. Many people, I mean, there is hurt there for good reasons. So the hope is that if, you give, if we just give them their own state, then we will have no problem. Then we will all live in peace happily ever after. So why don't we just do that? And that's what may very well happen soon. Here is a quote from PLO about that, that gives us a, a hint as to why it won't bring peace in even if we do it. PLO is the Palestinian Liberation Organization. I used to dance with them, for them. I do no longer do that. Article 22, Zionism is a political movement, they say, organizationally associated with international imperialism and antagonistic to all action for liberation and to progressive movement in the world. It is racist and fanatic in its nature. They're talking about Zionism. Aggressive, expansionist, and colonial in its aims and fascist in its methods. This is not the reality of Israel, but it is what most of the world believes. Israel is the instrument, they say, of the Zionist movement and geographical base for world imperialism placed strategically in the midst of the Arab homeland to combat the hopes of the Arab nations for liberation, and on and on they go. This is not racism. We're not talking about race against race. We're talking about spirit against spirit. But the Islam, many is Islamic countries and, and leaders have said Israel is the small Satan, the United States is a big Satan. So whether or not they want Jews extinguished, that's what we saw exactly 70 years ago when we discovered the, the concentration camps that had been going for five years. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth 
a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, as taught by Pastor Robert. But today's message is unique. As you listen today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Now, maybe you'd like to hear this message from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth again. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and simply select Today's Date from the Main Thing Radio media player. You can listen to, download, or subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.